Welcome to OB Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and boss babe biz owners that share their stories so that others can feel inspired, empowered, and connected to other women in business. We are the must-listen podcast for entrepreneurs throughout the Ottawa Valley, Lanark County, and the Pontiac. Here at our Boss Babes face behind the scenes, as we dive into real and brutally honest conversations about different industries, how women are smashing stereotypes, balancing motherhood, and are building successful businesses. This is OB Boss Babes. Hey babes, check out the Town of Smith Falls brand new website. This new streamlined website allows all residents and visitors to find everything Smith Falls in one convenient location. And that is found at www.smithsfalls.ca. Are you looking for something to do? Check out the events calendar at smithfalls.ca and subscribe to it while you're there to be in the know of what's going on in town. If you're hosting an event or entertainment in Smith Falls, take advantage of their new calendar and add your event at no charge. Like and follow Experience Smith Falls on Facebook and Instagram to keep current on upcoming events and promotions as we ramp up for the summer season. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OV Boss Babes podcast. All business owners have similar common goals. We want to grow our business, we want to stand out, and we want to get results but we want to do it effectively without putting in hours upon hours of time. We want to ditch the feeling of becoming overwhelmed and we don't want to waste money on service-based solutions that will not get us the results that we're hoping for. But in order to achieve these goals, you need to have a strategic plan in place along with the knowledge to implement it. This babe can help businesses like yours build and optimize your website and social media platforms to stand out and grow your engagement, your sales, and your business. Whether you're starting from scratch or you want to level up your current website and digital marketing strategies, this boss babe will help you create a digital marketing plan connected to your biz goals designed to connect you to your target audience. Please welcome Sherry Crummy from Crummy Media Solutions in Smith Falls to OB Boss Babes. Oh, thank you so much. That was a great sales pitch. <laughs> I'm going to use it next time I go to a meeting, there we <laughs> to a networking go. meeting. <laughs> So Sherry, you work with businesses, helping them understand social media and digital marketing solutions to reach their marketing goals. But I want to really go back in the archives of your career and education history and know how you knew that you wanted to pursue multimedia marketing and advertising as a career. That's, that's going back to the stone ages. <laughs> so I've been in the industry, as I mentioned to you yesterday, I've been in the industry for 35 years. And I can't believe it's been 35 years since I graduated um, from Loyalist College in Belleville from advertising. And uh, we're having a 35th reunion in June, my class and I, so that will be great to see them. And uh, it was I think I decided back in high school, I I'm, I'm, wasn't a math person. Math was not my friend. Um, I was very creative. Um, and so I studied marketing in grade 11 and I just loved it. And I just found my passion when I took uh, marketing. But then I also wanted the creative side of it. So then I decided advertising was for me. And like I like that it did photography and more creative side of things. And I just have been in, in, 
in advertising and marketing since. So I started working in the print industry uh, when I first started because all this digital stuff wasn't around. Um, it was very archaic path than the things we had to do to create ads. And um, so I was in the print industry for uh, 12 years. And then in 1999, I decided I have to learn about digital marketing, about online marketing, because websites were becoming a big thing. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted to keep growing in the industry, I had to learn. So I went back to school in 2000 for multimedia. And then I went to web web design and web development and worked for the NCC for several years. Um, then in 2008, I got laid off with a bunch of other people right after I had my daughter, which wasn't so great. <laughs> Talk about depression. Mm -hmm. So that was quite challenging mentally for me, um, which I'm sure it is for many people to go through a layoff. Um, so at that point, I, I took on a contract job with uh, Carlton University, um, working on their web team. They were migrating 300 websites to WordPress. All the websites in the school in the, that were uh, being migrated. So I worked on that project for three years. And then I decided... Um, I don't know if I want to keep, um, you know, commuting to Ottawa. It's a long drive and my daughter was very young and I was missing so much time with her. So my husband said, why don't you start your own business? And I said, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'd already started teaching myself social media marketing for the past year, like taking my own classes online. And then, um, I said, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I taught some classes. He encouraged me to teach some free classes to the Smith Falls Chamber of Commerce. So I did that in the fall of 2011 when everything was just, you know, getting, what is this social media marketing? Um, so I taught a series of free classes and then I realized all these business owners had no clue and it was a big opportunity for me to help them. Um, so yeah, my husband said, well, why don't you start your own business? And I go, so I don't know that much. I've only mm -hmm. been studying it for a year. And he told me something that was very important. He, he's pretty good at teaching me things. <laughs> I listened to him once in a while. He said, you just need to know more than they do. <laughs> so, um, so then I decided with the help of the Ontario Self-Employment Benefit Program uh, that I was going to start my own business. And uh, shout out to Roy Vandermal, who was the facilitator for the, the program that it taught people how to start your own business and gave, also gave you financial help along the way. That program ended um, a few years ago, but there is Starter Company Plus now, which I encourage a lot of people to do. Um, and I love the program and I'm a big supporter of it. That's always when people are starting out their business, I always say, go, go get the starter company plus program. 
Yeah, that's a good little nod over to Cindy James at the Small Business Center, which we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Sherry, I really want to get into how you were really advertising and marketing yourself and your services back then, because it's not like in today's day and age where you can like throw on social media coach in your Instagram bio and, and know that people will reach out and hire you and follow you for all your tips and tricks. Like not to say back in the day, not to age yourself a little bit, but back (laughs) then when advertising was strictly billboards, radio, newspapers, that was really it. Like there really wasn't anything, anything else. And so you coming into the picture, starting your own business, meeting with other business owners, like what was it like marketing yourself and your business, explaining to people that they needed a better marketing strategy beyond just advertising on the radio and, and in the newspaper? Uh, Well, the big thing is, is people, business owners had started hearing about it. So they just didn't understand it. So they were curious already. The people that were curious already were my target audience. So then I just started going to networking events. That was the big thing for me when I started my business because I used to commute to Ottawa. I didn't know anybody in Lanark County. I was I lived in Ottawa for 16 years and I moved out here when I married my husband. So I didn't know anybody in Lanark County except for his friends. So I had to start networking. So I, I joined the Chambers of Commerce, the Smithville's Chambers of Commerce, the Perth Chamber of Commerce, and the Carlson Place Chamber of Commerce. I went to almost all of their networking events, and I got to talk to people. I met people. I explained what I did. I also did some training through the Small Business Advisory Center, too. I, I did some workshops on social media marketing, and that's, again, Another shout out to Cindy James for getting me in there and and having me teach some social media classes. But also the chambers also had me in as guest speakers as well. So again, like I really valued and I still value my chamber memberships to get out there and get my get my name out there. That was the biggest thing for me was networking. So Sherry, I really want to get into the whole concept of advertising and marketing yourself, especially in this era. What are some key concepts that remain the same in mainstream marketing that are still working and are crucial in today's digital era? Because because we're doing things differently, right? Like our call to actions are looking very different than what they used to. But what has remained the same that still is effective? Well, the biggest thing that is still the same is that you have to establish your brand and have people get to know what you you're about who you are and how you can help them and be clear on who your target audience is. Um, the other thing you have to know what your unique selling proposition is. So these things are still the same, no matter what tool you're using, everything is just a marketing tool. And, but there's still the strategy behind it. And like who your target audience, what platforms are they on? Are they even on social media? And you know, I had, a, I used to have a lot of people come to me and say, I need training on Instagram. This was years ago. And I, I'd say, um, well, why do you want to be on Instagram? Well, because someone so said I needed to be on Instagram. Well, is that where your target audience is? So that was a lot of figuring out, you know, where is your target audience? Where are you going to meet them? The other things that are the same are like, like besides your unique selling proposition, because, you know, there's a lot of other people that do websites and people that do uh, digital marketing. Um, 
what what is different about me and my style and then my key marketing messages what do i want people to know about me um and also tapping into the customer's needs so what are their needs that's the number one thing and what are their pain points and this is this is something a little bit that you know when we get and talk about websites that people make the websites about them and it's not about you it's about your your customer mm-hmm. your ideal client it they have to see themselves within 3 to 5 seconds when they come to your website see themselves on your website so again so then you're just making sure that you're constantly looking at your strategies what's working and what's not and adapting you know what another key concept that i that i've been able to kind of um understand from talking to other business owners sherry is word of mouth and yes. actually meeting with people in person like that is something that stands true to the test of time that yes. that is your best form of marketing and advertising is putting that face to your brand to your business and meeting with people and forming that human connection that one-on-one it's not necessarily always showing up on social media and having no. a website and and uh and and doing the reels and TikToks all the time. It's really yeah. like putting yourself out there and actually getting to know that person. Yeah, for sure. Like it is totally, everything is about building relationships. That's the whole goal is to build relationships. You're not just like people aren't going to buy from you if they don't know, like, and trust you, right? So you've got to build that relationship. They have to feel like they know you. And in person is going to be the best way. Of course, it's not always the way you can do it so then you can go on video and do videos for people to feel like feel like they know you doing podcasts people feel like they know you now holly because of your podcast so they feel like they could walk up to you on the street go hey how are you so because they feel like they know you um happens all the time (laughs) people will come up to me like i hear that voice i know that rasp but i'm like yeah ask my husband how that goes (laughs) (laughs) but you're building your own brand so this is it and uh, and it's it's and people will connect with you based on that and uh, it's whatever you have to do what's comfortable for you too like a lot of my clients come to me saying I don't want to do TikTok I go you don't have to do TikTok like Mm -hmm. you don't have to if you don't want to don't do it don't do it because some marketer told you you have to be on TikTok. Do it because you have to feel comfortable with it. You have to uh, have some passion about it, or that will come through when you're, you know, trying to do your TikTok and you don't have to dance either. You can just talk. All right, Sherry. Well, let's say, let's say a business owner has Facebook, they have Instagram and they have TikTok. They can be found on LinkedIn. They have a mailing list and they even have Linktree linked on all of their social platforms, but they don't have a website. Should every business have a website, Jerry? Yes. <laughs> well, depends on how, if you want to grow or not. If you're just like doing like your own thing at home, you're just doing a side hustle. You're just making cupcakes for your friends sort of thing. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to grow in your business, you have to have a website. You can't rely on living on someone else's real estate. So if you're on Facebook or on Instagram, well, that's all meta. Um, so you're at the whim of whatever they're doing. 
So they could even crash and then, or you could get hacked and your account get deleted or taken over, which has happened. So, and then you're, you're stuck. You have nothing. So when you, when you have your website, you have total ownership and control of it. Of course it can be hacked too, but you can take a lot more precautions with that one. Um, as long as you maintain it. Uh, but if the main thing is with the website is that you're building your credibility. People are going to take you a lot more seriously having a website, more professional. Uh, it helps build your brand. It helps showcase your products and services. Um, it's great for search engine optimization um, when people are Googling you. Um, and then the more content, of course, you're adding to your website is going to improve your social media or your search engine optimization. You can collect leads, the lead magnet on your website. Um, so it saves time because people can get answers to their questions on your website and then they aren't calling you or emailing you. Um, and then they can figure out whether they're your audience or not mm -hmm. by your website as well. So it's really the only way to grow your business and the website can grow with you too. So it doesn't have to be super complicated. You can make it yourself when you're starting out to save money, but eventually you're going to want to bring it to a more professional level at some point if you want to grow. One thing in particular that I'm thinking for my own business is, is that people are, they're getting confused by my brand. So they're like, mm -hmm. okay, so you've got your podcast, you've got your apparel, you've got your events. What else, like, what else is there? Like there's, and it's growing, like my brand is growing. And so I've got like different social media platforms and I could easily like direct everybody to say, well, go on my LinkedIn and that's where you're going to find the event tickets. That's where you're going to find the apparel. That's where you're going to find links to my podcast. That's great and all, but wouldn't it be nice to compartmentalize everything and have it in one place, which is why yes. I am yeah. learning. <laughs> and I've figured out now, Sherry, after, you know, three years of being in business that yes, I do need a website, but it, it's just so much better for somebody to be able to direct to one place, one place in particular, and all of the information that they are searching for is right there. You don't have to guide them and lead them because in today's era, our minds are constantly moving. We're going, we're so quick, like bang, bang, bang. We want answers right away. And if we can't find it, and if we have to scroll through your socials or scroll on all your different platforms, you're going to get lost in another idea or another ad or another interruption is going to come and you've just lost that person. Yeah. Yeah. But on that same note, you just don't, depending on what you're trying to do, um, you don't want to just direct them to your website if you have a specific thing that you want them to do. So typically you have a call to action that you, even when you do posting on social media, you have a call to action. What do you want them to do? Like, what's the point of posting on social media? Occasionally you want them to take action. So you'll sit, be talking about a service or a product and you want to link to that specific service or product in that post to your website. Or if you your main goal is for them to book a call with you, then make sure that that is the forefront of where you're directing them on your website too. So people aren't trying to find it on your website. Again, it's about the user experience too when they come to your website. That's the most important thing that people can find where they want to go right away. This is why I'm asking the expert right here. 
Now, in the digital market that we're in, Jerry, every business owner should have a marketing plan in place to communicate to the public with what your business is, how it operates, and why your business deserves their business. But you have seven key elements that are crucial to any marketing plan. This is product. This is price. This is promotion. This is place. This is people, process, and physical evidence. All the yeah. seven Ps. The seven Ps of marketing. <laughs> yeah. So how do you create the strategic roadmap or, in your words, marketing mix? So the seven Ps of marketing go way back. That's not something I created. Uh, that's been part of marketing forever. So figuring out your price, your product, and you know your promotion, uh, all that stuff. As far as the marketing mix, it really depends on your audience. So when you create start creating your strategy you're going to start working on your goals and objectives. First, what are your goals and objectives with your business? What are you trying to achieve? And then you go into your unique selling proposition, your key marketing messages, your target audience. And when I say figure out your target audience, it's not, you know, you know, 45-year-old Mary who lives in Ottawa. Um, it's it's got to be a lot more specific than that that you, you know, you're just not targeting and it can't be everybody. That's the other thing. Oh, who's your target audience? I hear from so many people, everybody, everybody can use my product. Well, but maybe everybody can, but not everybody is your target audience. You really have to narrow it down to a specific audience. Cause if you're trying to talk to everyone, you're talking to no one. So you have to keep so if it's Mary 45 living in Ottawa, what, did she marry? Does she have kids? What are her pain points? What are her struggles? If for me, um, 45 Mary might be starting a new business. She doesn't know anything about marketing. She's looking at it all going, oh, this is so frustrating. I don't even know where to start. But then friggin' Facebook changes every, it changes every two minutes. So then, then people, that's my target audience are people that are frustrated with the constant changes with social media, but also that they are maybe not even understanding which ones they should be on. So it's really about figuring out your target audience and then what tools you're going to use. So the, the, the tools are, you know, your website, your email marketing, your social media platforms, which social media platforms, and then are you going to do ads on each of them? your Google business profile? Are you doing Google ads? Um, so these are all things that you're trying to figure out. And that's based on who you're trying to reach. Um, and then your budget and that sort of thing. You know, budget controls a lot of things as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then you have to really think about once you start, um, you know, figuring out your tactics and you're going to create a content plan. So for my clients, I create a monthly content plan for my clients. And that includes everything, depending on what they've come to me for. But social media plan, your e email plan, your website blog plan, everything's in there. So it's all cohesive and it's all um, aligned and that they all work together with each other. So then after a month, we do a report and make sure that you know, where are things at? Are we reaching our goals? Because the goals have to be very smart goals. Um, so they have to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. That's the smart goals. And have we reached our goals? If we haven't 
do some tweaks along that way and change it. So this is why it's important to have Google Analytics on your website so you can measure that and look at the the insights of all your social media platforms. I, I'm not sure if I answered your question or if I went around it. <laughs> all valid points though, Sherry, all things that are very, very important. And I think it's really good that you're, you're reiterating, looking at your insights, because I think that that's something that we tend to miss when we're on Instagram. We're looking at our story views, we're looking at our likes, and we're maybe a little yeah. bit too consumed with that. We really should be looking yes. at our insights all and on all platforms, our website, our Facebook, our Instagram. Like you want to know who your target your target audience is. You want to know where people are coming from, where yes. they like where their locations are, their demographics, like their age range. All valid points that you were touching on. But like that is what we really should be looking at, not who's yeah. viewing your viewing your stuff. So the, that's the thing too is like um uh, the people do look at the vanity metrics, which are the likes or the follows. Um, and like I said, they're, they're just vanity metrics. It doesn't really matter how many likes you have on your page because you could have 10,000 likes on your Instagram or followers on your Instagram, but how many people are actually engaging with you? And some platforms I, you know, uh, profiles I've looked at, I'm going like, there's hardly anybody engaging, but they have 10,000 followers. Mm -hmm. And you start wondering if they're real followers or mm -hmm. they were bought. Um, don't ever buy followers, please people. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> it's adds nothing to you. Um, so organically, just making sure that you are giving value all the time on social media. That's the biggest thing. Um, and on your website and any, any content you're putting out there, your podcasts, um, it's constantly giving value to your audience. And that starts um, people following you and trusting you. And then they'll come to you for other things. Well, while we're still on this topic of strategies and, and strategies on social media, Sherry, there's another important strategy that I want to talk about. And that's engagement, engagement strategies. How can we authentically engage with our audience in an effective, meaningful, and valuable way? So that's listening to your audience. So the, the biggest thing is, is going out there and being part of groups online and you know talking to people. You can do a survey. What are their pain points? Um, what are they looking for? What are their struggles? Um, and the most effective way to to engage with them is answering those questions that they may have. And it might be that you have to do more video. Um, the only way really that people are going, you're going to reach people is by doing more video now um, or doing more ads. One or the other is, is to be able to reach people uh, because the organic reach is down so much. So so it's it's really important to do some video to answer questions, build your build that value, build that follower, the engagement. The other thing with building engagement is creating the sense of community, so people feel like they can come to you and you'll answer their questions and they can come to you for valuable information. Um, so they'll come to you and be um, that they know that let's say I'm posting every Monday, I'm gonna get post a tip. You have to be consistent with that and can not be sporadic with your posts uh, because then people won't come to expect it or won't know when, when things are coming out next. So that's a big thing with building the engagement too, is being consistent with when you're posting. 
and the types of posting, but also encouraging people to give feedback as well. Because unlike traditional advertising, this is, which was all push marketing, not this is a push-pull marketing where you post something, people give feedback, you answer back, and it's a conversation and it's building that relationship. So that's, again, that's going to create the engagement is when you're creating the conversations. Thanks for tuning in to the OV Boss Babes podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. Stick around and we'll be right back. Are you stressed with money management? Do you want to optimize your personal finances, pay off outstanding debts, and build wealth through financial intelligence while feeling confident and guided every step of the way? Managing your money doesn't have to be difficult or stressful, and there's a way to realistically attain your financial goals. If you're ready to change your relationship with money so you can live the life you really want to live, then Sand Dollar Financial Literacy Prosperity Circle Group Program is for you. Because every woman deserves to be aware of her relationship with money, confident in her abilities to manage her finances, and be self-sufficient in her approach. Join a community of financially empowered women and learn how to free yourself from financial stress, create an empowered relationship with money, and get confident in your ability to manage your finances. Join Sand Dollar Financial Literacy Prosperity Circle, which starts on April 18, 2023. Visit www.sanddollar.co and become an active participant in designing your financial future. Hello friends, Julia here from Ever After Bridal. We are a consignment boutique. We make it our mission to carry a well-stocked inventory of beautiful designer dresses and gowns, ranging in sizes two to 28. We offer a mixture of both pre-owned and new dresses for every special occasion. Our inventory includes gowns for brides, dresses for bridesmaids and moms. We also carry gowns for prom, grad and galas. We accept new inventory frequently, so there's always new dresses to choose from. Of course, we have all the accessories too. Consignment with Ever After Bridal is easy. You can make your application online prior to visiting us. Once we receive your application, we will notify you of your payout and fees upfront. An appointment is set, you deliver the gown, we take it from there. At Ever After Bridal, our focus is on you. Our bridal consultants offer private appointments for you and up to three of your besties in an intimate setting so that your experience is completely tailored to you. Take a look at our collections on Facebook and Instagram at Ever After Bridal Boutique Perth. Book your appointment on our website at ever-after-bridal.ca or visit us at 27 Gore Street East in downtown Perth. Your experience with us will make finding your perfect dress a memorable one. Say yes to the dress, Ever After Style. Are you an Ontario student that wants a summer job where you have the chance to be your own boss? Small Business Advisory Centre is offering a unique program that assists young entrepreneurs with starting and running their own eight to 12 week business over the summer. Summer Company provides practical, hands-on business training, mentoring, and essential business skills to students between the ages of 15 to 29. If you're a student returning to school in the fall, then you may qualify for the Summer Company program. Get some ideas on how to get you started in your Summer Company business planning. Check out Small Biz, that's S-M-A-L-L-B-I-Z, 
center.ca forward slash services forward slash summer dash company forward slash. Hey, this is Lauren from Interior Creations, and I offer interior design services to those located in Ottawa, Stittsville, and of course, the Ottawa Valley. My goal is to unlock your home's hidden potential, and I absolutely thrive on watching my clients fall in love with their homes once we're done working together. You're listening to the OV Boss Babes podcast. Enjoy! Now, Facebook and Instagram, they're slowly morphing into similar platforms as they're rolling out similar features, photo sharing, stories, reels, even statuses with the Instagram notes feature. But in terms of advertising and marketing our businesses, Sherry, should we be using one social media platform over another, cross-posting on both platforms, or utilizing them both differently depending on what we're posting and advertising? Are you talking about Facebook and Instagram specifically? I am. Yes. Yeah. So typically you're posting the same type of information or the same content. You're just posting it differently. So a lot of people like to post the same thing to Instagram and just have it automatically fed to Facebook or the other way around. It's just when you post something on Facebook or on Instagram, and then you have it automatically shared to Facebook, it comes with all the hashtags and it's it's a specific size. And also I noticed a lot of people, they'll tag businesses or people in their post, and then that doesn't work on Facebook. So then people know that's not an organic post to Facebook when the tags aren't working, there's a whole bunch of hashtags and people are less likely to engage with it when they know it's automatically fed. So if you are are using some sort of social media management tool um, like Hootsuite or Sprout Social, and there's a bunch of them, you can automate or change them up to be different for Facebook and Instagram, but also on the Meta Business Suite, if you're just using Facebook and Instagram, you can create the post right there and then have it change um, slightly for Instagram so it's you're creating the tags you're adding the hashtags on instagram and you don't have them on facebook so you do want it slightly different um and again it's different audience too slightly so that's the other thing to consider is some people will be the same on facebook and instagram but typically it might be a younger audience on instagram and also how people consume content is slightly different on Instagram than it is in Facebook. So I think, and why they're on the platform is different as well. So like even like on Instagram, I think people just scroll, scroll and scroll to be entertained. Whereas Facebook, people are going to see what their friends are doing and that sort of thing. So it's it's a little bit different why people are on there. So that's the other thing that you have to consider. Mm-hmm. Sherry, these are such valid points. And it's interesting that you're saying, it's interesting that you're saying this because we will notice that some of our posts will have different engagement results. You'll maybe do really, really well on a post on Instagram, and then you post the exact same thing on Facebook, and you'll notice that there isn't as much traction. There's not as mm-hmm. many likes or or comments. And then maybe the reverse will happen where you're going to post on Facebook. And that post will just blow up and you'll get so many people sharing it and liking it and commenting. 
it's just it's interesting because you're you're so right. You are you are reaching different audiences. You're you're having to structure it differently to get this, like get different reactions and attention. Um, mm -hmm. It's not to say that one is better than the other. You just have to effectively utilize it to capture your audience's attention. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the thing is too, is um, it depends on what you're using as well. So if you're using reels, that's going to get more organic reach than just doing a post. So reels will go into people's feeds that aren't following you. Whereas posts and stories will only go into the people that are following you. And so, and also how many followers do you have on each of the platforms? So I have more followers on Facebook just because my demographic tends to be older because I'm older. <laughs> so, so they tend to be on Facebook more than Instagram. I have a, I have a good following on Instagram too, but there is more on Facebook for me. So I tend to get more engagement on Facebook, but I have other clients that get way more engagement on Instagram. Again, because their audience is slightly younger. So it all depends on your audience as well. Now, Sherry, I get asked all the time if I'm on LinkedIn and I am under my maiden name with very old and outdated career information that hasn't been updated since 2014. And the last time that I updated that information, I was 24 years old. So there is a very big gap missing in those nine years that if you have word of discovered me on, on LinkedIn, but business owners and entrepreneurs ignore this platform simply because they don't understand how effective it can be for career exposure and growing their business. So Sherry, tell us, who do you think should be utilizing LinkedIn? Well, definitely if you're selling business to business. You're like me <laughs> or you, you should be on LinkedIn because you're trying to connect with other business owners. So anytime you're trying to connect with other business owners, your, your, your product or your service is for other business owners. That is typically where you want to go. Now I've had some people tell me, well, my audience isn't there. Um, even though they're business owners, they, they aren't the type of people to be on, on LinkedIn. Well, you're judging forth. Like you don't really know. I definitely know people in your industry that are on LinkedIn. So the thing with LinkedIn is it definitely helps build your brand. If you're trying to be known as a professional in the space. Also, it has um, a lot more organic reach than Instagram and Facebook for now. So it's like really like it's in that in LinkedIn, it's kind of like Facebook was like eight years ago, mm -hmm. as far as organic reach. So it's really important to go there to take advantage of it. And also it's a whole different audience too. Um, now, as far as your, your, some people wondering, oh, should I have a LinkedIn company page or should I have a personal profile? You should have both if you have a business. Now, where are you going to post? You do want to post to both. Although you're going to create the relationships with your personal profile on LinkedIn. So it's, it's, you know, building awareness of your company. This is also good for search engine optimization, because if I Google myself or my business name, my LinkedIn account comes up in the top five. So why not make the most of it? Mm -hmm. Um, but really it's about building those relationships. And typically when I go to a networking event, um, I'll get people's business cards, um, 
you know, we still do business cards and I need to get some printed out again. I'm gonna, I haven't used them in three years, but um, I'll take my the business cards home with me. I'll immediately go to LinkedIn and search for the people and I'll connect with them and I'll send them a personalized message, not the automated one saying, oh, let's connect. No, I say we met at the Smith Falls Chamber of Commerce networking event. It was great to meet you. I'd love to connect with you online. Tell me more about your business. So again, you're connecting with them after you've gone to your networking event. You've, that's the thing too, is people don't follow up after they've gone to these networking events. They just leave and hope somebody will call them. No, you've got to do the reaching out. You've got to connect with them. And LinkedIn is the perfect way to do it. And even if you aren't selling business to business, it's also about creating relationships with other business owners. So they'll refer you if they, you come to mind first when they're thinking, oh, you know, I need someone, you need a website. Oh, Sherry can do that. You need digital marketing strategy. Oh, I Sherry can help you Ooh. out. So you want to be top of mind of the people in your network too, even if they aren't your clients. Now, what about a Google business profile? Because I think that it, this is like your forte, eh? Well, it's it's part of the mix because it's very important for local search. Um, because, you know, when people are searching for something, they Google it. Mm -hmm. And Google business profile is owned by Google. So they're going to promote it even more. Um, and if it's local, when people search for something like web designer Smith Falls, for example, um, or near me, that's another thing that they'll search for, that the results will come up on the map. And then also, if it's specifically your business name, it comes up on the right-hand side with a profile. So the main thing is it's free. So why not use it? Um, it's also great, again, for search engine optimization. The thing is people underutilize it so they don't update it. Make sure that it's got your hours, your services, a full description. You can have your products there. You can update posts on it like you would on Facebook. You can do posts, pictures, video. All those things are going to help build your brand and build your profile to help with your search engine optimization too. It's not a lot of work. And it's, it's you know, it's pretty easy. And you just have to make sure you claim your page and um, update it at least once a week, I would say. Now, targeting your audience and potential customers and clients through email marketing has been around for years. Not only does it help increase revenue, but it also provides valuable information, helping to boost brand awareness, promote your content, and generate leads that can lead to professional relationships. So how can we create an email marketing strategy that entices people to want to actually read it without sounding pushy or too salesy? Well, it's about giving value. Um, so really, you're not trying to sell all the time. Not saying that you don't ever sell when you do email marketing, but you're giving out value on a regular basis. So that's the big thing. The other thing is people have to think about building their list first. Um, so you have to do some kind of list building exercise, like whether that be a lead magnet or whatever, you're collecting customer names, putting them into your email list. Um, but I'll be in com being compliant, um, of course. So um, the main thing is 
but also your subject line. You have to think about when you're when people see it in their feed or in their inbox, is it compelling? Um, does it want them to take action? And then when they do open it, hopefully, um, that there is value for them that they'll want to read on. Again, don't make it too long and boring. And short bullet points, people just scan content. That's, you know, it's similar to your website, short paragraphs, bullet points, and then drive people to your website to read more. So that's the main thing is in making sure you're consistent with your email marketing too, that you don't send out one and then you don't send another one for three months and then you'll send out three or four because you have something you're trying to sell, like, or a class you're trying to fill. And, um, and then you send out five that month. So you have to be consistent. Um, but again, it's about providing value on a regular basis based on what your audience needs from you. One of the things that you've been talking about, Sherry, throughout our conversation is the importance of showing up on video and the authenticity and being able to connect authentically with, with your followers and, and your potential clients. And 91% of businesses now use video as a marketing tool and 92% of video marketers reported that it gives them a positive return on investment. However, the more video content that surfaces, the harder it is to get your content to stand out. Now, do you offer coaching or training on creating an effective and profitable YouTube channel, which is the master of all videos? It's been around for years and a lot of content creators, they're all jumping on YouTube. Although podcast listeners, I'm sorry to regretfully inform you that OB Boss Babes will not be going on YouTube anytime soon. I just don't have the time. <laughs> yeah, we had that conversation. <laughs> so the the thing with YouTube, I, I don't offer a specific service for YouTube. I'm not a YouTube expert. I, do, I have a channel. I don't really utilize it as much for myself. I do help other people. I can help you optimize it and help you get it found and how to create video in shorts to make the most of it. But I wouldn't call myself a YouTube expert, um, but I know enough to help you improve it and get started. Um, so then as far as building your brand, it's sometimes it's just trial and error too and what's working. But really it's about um, making sure that you are providing the content that people are looking for and you have really good titles on your videos that answer questions that people might be Googling because videos on YouTube are going to show up in the Google search result, of course. So you want to make sure that you title it properly and then have a good description on your video as well. And also the, um, the image that goes along with thumbnail that goes along with your video is captures people's attention as well. Now, do you think that YouTube is the way of the future that people are going to be more utilizing and and uh, promoting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, th I, think, I think so, too. I, I know so many people that have grown their business from YouTube. Um, but then, like I mentioned to you before, some people who do podcasting also video their interviews. So then that's their YouTube channel is the interviews, which, you know, could be part of their channel. Um and then it's creating co two contents at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of um, nice to do. Again, you know, it's more editing, I know. 
Yeah. It's a lot so, more work for sure. So it really is depending on how you're trying to grow your brand and how big you want to be and who you're trying to reach. So like, you don't have to take over the world. Like you don't have to grow your business to multi-million if you don't want to. So it really, it's about your own goals and how big you want to grow and how much time you want it to consume or how much budget you want to invest with hiring people to help you. Now you mentioned Cindy James earlier, Sherry, and we're going to plug her right now because I am just such a big advocate for business grants and loans and workshops that are offered like right here in our communities. And mm -hmm. Small Business Advisory Center of Smith Falls, Lanark County, North Leeds, and Grenville, they're, they're a wonderful resource for local businesses in the area. So how have you worked with Cindy and business owners that have accessed the Small Business Center services and what kinds of services are all offered that are beneficial to any business owner and entrepreneur? Uh, so the, how I've helped, well, Cindy and I go way back to when I started my business basically and met at a networking event and she invited me to teach some classes, some workshops. Um, so that was vital for me in offering the free workshops to um, uh, there's not as many in person anymore since the COVID lockdowns. So a lot of the workshops are online, which is, it's nice on one respect. It's still nice to get together in person uh, for that personal connection. But of course, it's much handier when things are on online. Um, but all those resources are available for free. Um I always, when people are, are starting their businesses and they call me, I say, go to your small business advisory center first or your, um, you know, no matter where you are, it's called somewhere else, it's called um, the enterprise center or whatever it's called, business center, um, that go there first, see what's available for you for free first. So it might be that you're doing Starter Company Plus. If you're a student, you might be doing the um, student um, summer company, summer company. Um, so I've been a mentor for both of those um, and a coach. Um, so I I know that um, how valuable they are to helping. And there's so many, and there's other coaches that come in and help them too. So, and then they get a grant and that's awesome. So why not when you're starting a business, take as much available for free as you can from your business center, your local business center. And, you know, I always direct people there first when they're starting. Um, then when you're ready, you know, you can come to me. Sherry, you've offered some great tips, tricks, strategies, and just like some useful useful ideas that we can all implement into all of our businesses. You've been doing this for years. You were really the expert in all of this. And uh, you've learned so much through all of your time, you know, starting out right in school, which by the way, just like a side note, I can't believe that they actually offered like marketing and advertising back in, back in the day. I never thought yeah, that, wait, that was oh a my thing. Gosh. <laughs> of course we did advertising back in the eighties. <laughs> But like we know, I don't even remember like taking that like as an option in school. Like when I was when I was young, yeah, yeah. We oh yeah, when high school, yeah, I took a marketing class. So yeah, and that that changed my world. And I I know my my students or my daughter in my we have students international students that stay with us. Um, they have been taking marketing classes too and enjoy it, but they don't come to me for advice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're teenagers. They won't come to me for advice. <laughs> Well, Sherry, this has just been great. And I do want to dive in a little bit deeper and talk a little bit more about a couple more effective digital marketing solutions in my fun game. And that's my rapid 10. So are you ready to jump in? Oh, sure. Okay. Why should you outsource a website developer versus DIY? Well, it it's really when you're in your own business, you don't see the bigger picture. Um, a lot of people get frustrated with building it themselves. Sometimes I say build it yourself when you have a small budget, but then you'd have to, uh, an experienced website developer is, it's not just the technical, it's also about the marketing. They know how to get your message out there and how to have the, um, user experience on your website, how it's going to be a better user experience and showcase the website for your client. Um, when you're doing it yourself, you're just putting things together and hope it looks good. And and looking good is nice for a website, but it's got to be clear on the messaging and what you want it to do. So this is something that I help people build, build their websites with. And also with the functionality, adding more complex functionality, like an e-commerce or booking tools or that sort of thing, it gets a little bit over some people's heads and they get frustrated with it. And sometimes they don't finish building their websites. <laughs> what do you think is a better call to action, a social media post or email marketing? To get a sale, it's definitely email marketing. It's your warm audience. They're going to buy from you sooner than uh, a social media post. When was the first website introduced to the world, Sherry? Was it in 1991, 1985, or 1995? Probably 85. I would have thought so too. I would have even thought it might have been even like even further. 91? Back. Said 91. That's a yeah. good Google. Yeah. I was trying to think it was 90, 90 or 80, but okay. I thought maybe it's before I even thought. <laughs> What's one social media mistake that we should avoid making? Uh, posting without planning. Ooh, that's a good one. What is a website audit? That's looking at what you've done in the past, um, reviewing it and make see what worked, what didn't and improving on it, basically. If you don't have the funds available for a new website, social media advertising, or to build an e-commerce platform, there are grants for that. One being. So there's a digital transformation grant and the digital mainstream grant. Woohoo, that's right. The majority of us use Canva for our social media graphics. But Sherry, what is one Canva hack that will save your time and smooth your workflow? Is that you can do batch. Mm, yes, batch, 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 and reuse. That's all yes. I do all the time. Yeah. What are three social media engagement tips? Is the main tip is listening to your audience, um, answering questions that people are asking and responding to comments and messages is the biggest thing. And then of course, video. And Sherry, who is one local boss babe that inspires you that you think everyone should know about? Well, I would say right now, it would be Krista Mackler from Kelly's Flowers in Perth, Kelly's Flowers and Gift Boutique. She's um, celebrating 25 years in the business uh, this month, so or April 1st, I should say. And uh, so 
it's, it's, she's been my client for a very long time. And I just see her hustling all the time and trying new things. She never is afraid to try new things and just go with it. Um, so I really admire that. And she does a lot of video and she just jumps in front and if she makes mistakes, she doesn't care. So it's, it's, it's really inspiring to see how her business has grown and how she's taken it from working there as a student to now being the business owner and flourishing. Love it. I know the, the realness of social media and being a business owner and the relatability that like, we all make mistakes. We all screw up, but we're all learning and growing and we're having fun along the way. Yes. Yes. We try to have fun. <laughs> Sherry, tell everybody how they can work with you, plug your website, your socials, and uh, and anything else that you want to promote and plug. Yeah, so my website is crummymedia.com. And some people do question that crummy name, but that's my last name. And I it just shows that a bit of my personality that I can make fun of myself. So crummymedia.com. And also I'm on Instagram, Sherry Crummy, and also Facebook, Crummy Media. So, or connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to, for people to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just shook up Sherry Crummy. Amazing. Oh, Sherry, now are you doing any other uh, workshops or or are we going to be seeing you working with uh, Small Biz Center anytime soon? So I have an online marketing program called Master Online Marketing that I've been doing basically since the start of COVID. Um, so the past few years, I've been offering online program called Master Online Pro Marketing. It's 12 weeks long and it will be starting again in the end of April. So, um, or sorry, the 1st of May, I just changed that date. So the first of week of May, it will be starting and my next intake, the last intake just finished. So I'm, uh, I, I tweak it every time I do it and improve it. So with that, whatever is happening with the social media tools, I'm up to date on it. And we start with building a strategy, using all the tools, and then people feel comfortable with either understanding their strategy or saying, I understand it and I, I can do it myself or hand it off to someone else. Perfect. Well, we'll be watching and we'll be learning and uh, and hopefully we'll get some new signups as well, Sherry. But thank you so much for being a part of OB Boss Babes. And it was so nice to finally, finally meet you. Thanks so much, Holly. It's great to meet you too. Babes, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of OV Boss Babes Podcast. If you like this episode along with others, I would love it if you logged on to Apple Podcast or on Spotify and gave us a five-star review. We want to get those ratings up. We want to be able to hit the charts for best entrepreneurship podcast in all of Ontario. And that is how we get discovered. So be sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple podcast or on Spotify and leave us a review. If you like this episode, along with every other podcast that you've been tuning into, we'll be back next week with another local boss babe in your community. So be sure to stay tuned and follow along on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok so that you get to see who is going to be featured next.